Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. I am so glad to be doing a week in review in the actual studios of Sirius XM with the two of my favorite funny people. And I just realized the last time I was in the same room as these two people, we were all doing a hastily assembled pandemic year in review stand up show <laughs> at Stand Up New York for that special. We did New Year's Mock and Eve with with Judy Gold and Greg Proops and Alonzo Bowden and David Crosby and Gilbert Gottfried. And some people who haven't died since then were on the special. Yeah. Yeah, um, wow. Carol Montgomery, Hello. you know, from this show. She got her start at the legendary Catch a Rising Star in New York, hit Hollywood for a string of TV appearances, then Las Vegas for eight years of amazing shows on the Strip. This woman astonished me the first time I saw her in Vegas. She is the producer and star of the series Funny Women of a Certain Age, the great Showtime specials featuring Carol and many contemporaries like Caroline Ray, Carol Liefer, Thea Vidal, Lynn Coplett. She, 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 she got Fran Drescher to do stand-up, and she'll be at Governor's in Levittown on December 2nd. Welcome back, Carol. Hi, John. It's so so nice to see your face like that I can touch it. So I'd nice like to see you not on Zoom. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's always nice. I, I mean I do I do prefer being in my pajamas at ten o'clock in the in the evening, but I'm glad to be here. And I'll keep on telling you, you are allowed to come here in your pajamas yes. at night anytime. There's no, it's just me and Theo. We won't judge you. It's, <laughs> it's exceedingly sweet. Just us. Um, Mayron Kagani. Somehow we got back on the show. It has been so long since we've had I you in love person. You somehow, Mayron is uh, well. He hails from the Boston region. Born in London, raised in part in Turkey and Iran via, aka the Boston of Western Asia. Ah. You may have enjoyed his work on Master Bonnie's Brown and Friendly comedy tour uh last comic standing comedy central high maintenance and of course he joined us for laughing liberally uh off broadway or maybe you were with him one of the 44 different times he was fired from a job before embracing ah! comedy full-time mayron welcome back <laughs> hi john it's really nice to be back it's really nice to see you it's lovely to see you i've missed you i've, I've genuinely missed you missed you terribly now we've talked on the phone and on zoom but this is the first time since the year one of the pandemic since yeah. december of 2020 that i've actually seen you in person That's it's madness. It you really had a, is madness. You you escaped the city. You went to live in the Catskills to wait out the pandemic. So we we rented a giant house. It was supposed to be myself and five friends. And uh, and one of them bought his own place. One of them had a son that she couldn't possibly sort of rip from his environs from Cambridge, Massachusetts. Another one uh, ended up running a COVID floor. Very nice. At a level one trauma center. Wow. And uh, one of them we had a falling out within seconds. It was such a high stress time. Mm-hmm. And then she ended up like staying at like her family's like luxury home on Hudson. So it ended up just being myself and my husband. Wow. 
Yeah, it's great. And and was it was it good isolating or was it challenging isolating? You know, we never took a honeymoon. You know what I mean? Yeah. We just like in a weird way, this was like our cabin where like deer would visit us and eat clover and make eye contact. It and, sounds like, like heaven. We we baked a ton. We cooked a ton. We went on hikes up the mountain all the nice. time. We we you know it was the the transition from winter into spring, so we would see vernal pools and. I mean, it really was kind of magical. It yeah. was like, it was a better time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, in fact, a better time. That was like that here in the city with my wife and child, except we had ambulances because people were dying all around us the I whole time. But otherwise, it was very similar. Some death. But did, I mean... <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you miss... I mean, for those who haven't seen Mehran live, he, he takes over a room and oh, horrifies people in the best That's of ways. Very sweet did you, of you Did you miss the energy of being in a room or was it nice to be away from Not that? even remotely. I hate working. I... I, I, uh, so do I. I, right? I call myself the laziest comic in America. Thank God for yeah. <laughs> I, there, there's just something I uh, I, I disagree with uh, you know ambition, <laughs> and uh, and it was really great to see a world sort of sapped of it. Mm-hmm. It was it was yes. great to see people panicking about things that mattered. Yeah, mm-hmm. like their health mm-hmm. and. And loneliness, which I know we're going to get to, I'm so excited about. Yeah, one of my favorite topics. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I liked the world better. I, I got to know people, I, even in this, like, in in Hunter, uh, New York, in the middle of nowhere, in Elka Park. I, uh, I got to know my post lady, and yeah. right. I knew the ladies bagging my groceries, and. There, there was a sense of like protectiveness and looking mm-hmm. out for each other. Yeah, uh, well, I think every tragedy brings out the best in some of us mm. and brings out the worst in some of us. Mm. And I have this every time I go on TV and they yell about the masks. It's like, look, the pandemic showed how many of us care about others and are mm-hmm. willing to be inconvenienced and look out for the health of others. Mm-hmm. And it showed who's a selfish prick who doesn't really have empathy for anyone else. Like 9-11 showed the same thing. War right. shows the same thing. Right. And I think, you know, for many of us, yeah, I loved how people some people got a lot kinder and 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 just looked out for their neighbors and i also loved being able to see the sky in la there's the lack of cars the lack Jesus, of pollution how yes. beautiful the air was for a while yeah a hundred percent and like there, there was less of a scramble for materialism suddenly you know it, it was great to see uh sort of vapid people who uh contribute very little intellectually to society uh, just have to take a back seat. Wasn't oh, it nice? Was, yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That was nice. It was, I, it was really, it was idyllic. You, you look great. You look like you worked out for three years. Ha! Uh, no, I got sober. I ended up in rehab after, after <laughs> like isolating and really leaning into addiction. Really? Uh, what was the first year of the pandemic like for you? Uh, it, it was, it was super drunk, but it was. So was dr- I, if it makes you feel better. Yeah? I, yeah. We, we, what, my husband and I, we found a place that would deliver wine and we were like, well, just get a bottle. <laughs> Yeah. And then by the by by like after the first month we were like oh, why are we doing this just get a fucking case that's right and we just I, I yeah I did exactly the same thing I I mean I I I had grappled with addiction for twenty seven years right and uh, and so it got but it, it really did sort of uh, hit a peak I think it's also I I got older mm-hmm. and my body couldn't it, I literally I was dying yeah. I was physically dying yeah and uh, so I I landed in rehab and then. Uh, that was it saved my life I've, I've fallen in love with you know people in recovery I had no idea that they were my actual tribe in this world right on and then um, 
which is like it's so funny because I was a cynic for so long yeah. and I I mocked recovery so <laughs> openly like like any t- like you know if somebody told me they quit drinking I mean, yeah pussy it was so <laughs> like it was they or I'd call him a fag it was fun to call someone a fag it was but um but, but I'm a giant homo in case my voice didn't betray that <laughs> A while ago, um, but uh, like so, it was just it was super, uh, it was super fun to be that way, and then it was uh, it was it, it's so much healthier and happier and easier and less anxious. Nice. Um, and then about a year and a half ago, I engaged a trainer named Nelson who ruins my life three times a week. And there you I, go. And I love him, but he hates me. He must hate me. What is what is performing like for you now that you're sober? I mean, going on stage. What is it? Is it, is it a it's, different experience? It's contiguous, right? As in, it's not. I do a set that is powered by my ability to, to sort of navigate exactly. blind. Yeah. And then I go home and I really erase it. Right. Like there is no shame, no memory, no record. Wow. And then rinse and repeat the next day. And now there is there is a through line, which is which was impossible. It was mentally neurocognitively impossible before. I'm so happy for you. You it's look really nice. you, you look terrific and I think you know you're you're healthier. You you look strong and I think as soon as we get you into the ex-gay therapy you'll be in good shape. So that's I all we got to do. Mike Pence pussy. has got a great pamphlet for you before you leave. Yeah, so, yeah, he really I know I know he does. He before the record he's the most gay bait oh my looking. Oh god, can we just talk for a, in the He game. looks like a power daddy top from 80s gay porn. Mike Pence. Mike, Mike, Pence. Pence. Mike Pence. Anybody who says being gay is a choice that must be resisted uh-huh. probably has experience resisting. Right. Of That's course. All I just want to hear him say again that he wants to eat pussy. That just made me happy. I love <laughs> eating pussy. I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. No, I mean, it's just so weird. It's, it's so weird that people give a shit about these things. Yeah. Please, you know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's so just stupid. like, meanwhile, like Bobert is like jacking a guy off yeah. during Beetlejuice in a right. room full of children. And like, it's <laughs> it's just like where we decide to apply incredulity. Right. Well, you would think that after the pandemic and everything we went through and how hard life is, that if you find somebody that you love, regardless of their gender, mm. You should be able to love that person, but nope, we're right back into it. Like we really are. Or, or let's say you don't love them at all. Let's say that this is <laughs> transactional sex of the most foul and truly can, unclean order. Oh, we right? can that's do that presidential. Too. It's yeah. the best. It's presidential. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, yeah. It is. I hate to think about. I, I don't mind Hunter's dick. I think about Hunter's dick all the time. How now, can you I, not fact, think about Hunter's dick? I've seen Hunter's dick so many times on Twitter. I'm like all these homophobes who have pictures of Hunter Biden's dick yes, on their laptop. I know. Ted Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz tweeted out a picture of Hunter Biden's dick. Did he actually do I it? I don't know if that's even legal where he lives in Cancun, but he <laughs> did it anyway. I love you so much. So <laughs> I feel like we're in the midst of the third great event to divide people in oh, this absolutely. young century. Because I think I think the Iraq war was the first. Yep. I think Donald Trump divided us and, and COVID divided us a lot, but mm. not like the situation in Israel-Palestine. Oh. It's a great time for comedy, I know. Um, and, <laughs> and it's really strange because... You know, for me, it's always been very simple. Um, You can hate Hamas and not hate Palestinians. You can hate the Netanyahu government and not hate Israelis. You can hate the Trump administration and not hate racists, but you should. Uh, But with this, it's it's 
for me, I have no problem saying like, oh, both sides deserve better leaders. Uh, You put conservative religious people in charge of anything and it's going to be the opposite of what those faiths teach. Conservative Jews, conservative Christians, conservative Muslims. It always ends like this. Having said all of that, it astonishes me how much people who love each other are hating each other right now. And I'm curious, you know, how this has impacted your communities or the rooms that you may have worked in. There's a lot of bad people really trying to take advantage of this chaos Mm -hmm. and really trying to use the suffering to advance their own agendas. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know, a part of me feels like this kind of awfulness makes people need comedy more. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, first of all, I was was having this discussion about like, do you talk about this? And first of all, it's a horrific time in the world. It's our job as comedians to make people laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. So what I do Principally. is... Yeah. I do my dick jokes. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a dick. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's, you know, I, I and, and that's it. I, I'm not, I, it's not up to me to say, listen, you should do this or listen, you should do that. The My feeling is killing any child is horrible. Whatever side it is, yeah. it's a fucking child. Yeah. They have nothing to do with this. So... So, so when people get into, you know, they'll be like, oh, you should be upset. And you should be, I'm like, my job is I'm a comedian. And making people laugh. Well, that's yeah, the, the, I think yeah. that's totally important. Like the the focus on the job, because you know it is right. at the end of the day a job, right? It is people, our job. Absolutely. Somebody bought a ticket to be entertained. They yep. didn't buy a ticket for something else. If you can get your philosophy across while making them laugh, that's good heroic. for you. But your job is to make them laugh first. That's heroic. But I mean, also, I the, you know, it's funny. I remember in my early days of comedy, there was this kid who uh, he wanted to like go for like the hard hitting personal bit. Uh, from his own life mm-hmm. and he uh, he was making a joke about his father burning him with cigarettes and it was so clear that he hadn't gotten to a place where he, could talk- where he was truly gestalt with yes. it where he was right. really and truly where it was a part of him and it was too soon mm-hmm. and the audience could smell it mm-hmm. and it really? fell out of his mouth a certain way mm-hmm. and I think there, there are comedians right now who are who are reaching for that thing to talk about Israel and Palestine and and that's what I love Even really if you it's fail. too soon I do th- I Even do think fail, that there's some value it. in it yeah there is some value in it I will say that because I I perform a fair amount but like uh, getting in front of lots of audiences it feels like people want more nuance I agree. it feels as much as like we're hearing very black and white stuff mm-hmm. in uh, in how we're, we're being sort of trained to to respond to these things people are actually hungry for something that's like yeah I can hate a terrorist organization and the sort of underlying political backdrop that that motivated engaging with them yeah there's plenty of bad guys to go around yeah and by the way, Lee Strasberg used to say for actors that you shouldn't use any experience from your life unless it's more than seven years in the past, because wow. he believed that anything that yeah. was less than seven years was still too fresh for you to actually be able to use objectively. Yeah. So, That's... I mean, but but I, I don't mind like when I see someone who's going for it, who's trying to do material about something that's as God awful as this war. Even if it doesn't work, just that's that's the job. The job is to push the envelope. The yeah, job is to try yes. to find humor in the most ghastly of situations. And there's so many great Muslim comics and Jewish comics who are all doing that right now. Right? No, no, I agree with that. But I do think that the nor- the average person going into a comedy club, like I think what you're talking about, 
that that those should be shows like that. That yeah. that that way you're going in and you that. know that they're talking and doing smart comedy. But exactly. when you're going into chuckle huts, if you're going the to chuckle huts, minimum and the fucking blender is going. That's, right. that's where the dick jokes <laughs> come in, <laughs> baby. It. You're right. That's you're where right. it is. I agree. No, it's got to be funny. It's got to be funny first, informative second, preachy last. Well, so right. like, and I do political humor. I go for it, but I know if I'm just going out there for applause, it's not going to be a comedy but show. John, it's got to be funny first. You are one, I, and I. The, one of the reasons I reached out to you is because I keep reading everything you write, and you are. I really and truly believe you to be one of the best at the medium of of making haha out oh, of this you. political I, I disaster. I just steal most of it imagine. from old blue collar comedy to the tapes. Point. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I talk but, about pickups so much in my act. I but, steal it all. But me. as a result of that, I mean, you've also cultivated a certain following that when they come to see you, they are attuned Fair to enough, hearing sure. your take. But I, you know, work at, principally at The Cellar, my, right? Which yeah. is like kind of a, uh, it's a destination comedy club. It sure is. That is, you know, it, its reputation precedes it. And so people are coming there who are tourists. People are coming exactly. there who are on dates. And they they really are looking for the escapist yeah. experience more than they are the thought-provoking totally one. correct and it is the, not to be a dick about this and not in any way to to piss on my audiences but like john and jane q public in general i don't trust them to 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 really use their brains in a way that isn't like what they've been rewarded for believe me for, i know what you're do talking you know about. what i mean yeah. like yeah. as in people but you still got to try is my whole point it's got to be if you can make something that's socially relevant then go ahead and do it yeah, but, but you, you know you don't problem. play to you don't play to the lowest intellect in the audience i know what you're saying that john and jane q public deserve a really funny if show I, if, if i can get it, anything better than funny on top of it that's yeah. that's a that's there a are people who the because there, there is this straw man argument of, you know, if if you uh, are critical of Zionism, then you are pro Hamas and you are yes. pro terrorist and you are an anti Semite. Yes. It is one of the most flaccid, unappetizing, uh, cowardly approaches to argument yes. in the game right now. But. What I know is that there is someone in that audience who, because most people are just trying to live in this world. Correct. We're trying to wake up in the morning. Absolutely. We're trying to love somebody. We're trying to eat something. We're trying to fuck something. We're trying to have a little fun and die. Maybe <laughs> maybe have some kind of legacy in there, right? In that order, yes. It, right? Yes. And so there, it's that. And, and so there is someone in my audience who is also being pressured to feel a certain way and has been told that, like, that the righteous take is to call someone an anti-Semite. Yes. And that person, their heart doesn't want to otherize people, that person in their heart wants to be righteous. And so when I say something that might trigger them or push them in another direction, I have taken them out of the gig. I have taken them out of the show. I have, I, I am not doing my job. Absolutely, yeah. We're gonna take a very quick break. We'll be right back. This is Progress. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. 
And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey, everybody, it's Michael Steele, host of the Michael Steele podcast. Each week, I discuss key political and cultural issues joined by America's leading activists, experts, and academics for conversations that transcend political boundaries. And that's the point. I want you to join me as we work through real solutions, have honest conversations, just keeping it real, and having a little fun on the side. So listen to the Michael Steele podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts on. Because you know I love it when you do. I'm John Fiegel saying this is Progress After Dark. Last year, anti-Jewish hate crimes and anti-LGBTQ crimes jumped. I mean, anti-Jewish hate crimes went 36% in 2022. That was last year. Are people getting meaner? I mean, we're seeing more Muslim bashing, more Jew bashing, more gay bashing, or are we still just a little bit batshit coming out of this plague? Um, I, I, I think it has to do with who's running for president. I still think nice. that, yeah. I still think that, I said this to my husband a couple nights ago, how is he the leading Republican candidate? If you and I, and all of us in here, did half of what he was doing, yeah. we would be in jail. And, um, you know, and I'd be getting dick jokes in my ass. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, but that's the thing that what's happened is, and, and, and I, I think it's so much larger. I really do because I think that, you know, crime is up. Everything is up. I think young people see that this person and his associates have gotten away with so much. Why the fuck does it matter if they decide they want to, uh, you know, rob a bank? Yeah, or right. so, so that's what it is. And I think everyone, is, people are angry. Every They're president, so- even Bush, who I think is the worst president of mm. my lifetime, they all appeal to the better angels of our nature. Mm. This guy's the first one to come along and say, look at me, folks. I'm a big, racist, millionaire at birth douchebag who rapes women, and I'm rich. Don't yeah. you want to be like me? Right. And there's something very seductive about a leader not calling on you to be better, but saying, be as racist and selfish as you right. want to be. Well, and also, it's like the whole thing has been massaged into stupidity for so long. Yes, and I, it has. Like, as in, right now, there is absolutely no quarter given to intellectual rigor. Like, the you have Marjorie Taylor Greens <laughs> who are like who are who have the 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 nerve to pontificate on. Uh, on on anything to, to engage with policy that they don't understand, but they're a symptom of it. Like right. we, those well, used they to be the crazy people in the comments section, and now they're being elected. But yeah. the, the, that to me is, the, I think it starts with stupid, and it goes to violent, mm-hmm. yeah. and then and then in the middle of all of that, there and and you know what, the, it actually does sort of harken back to this idea of like what is entertainment. So if it's my job to go out there and just make people laugh and entertain them, right? That is my principal job. Then, you know. 
am I able to do that in a way where I'm distracting, but I'm not actually training people to become stupider versions of yes. themselves? Right. That, I think, is more important than yes. necessarily addressing a topic head on. To massage in people intellectual curiosity and engagement, I think, is str- is a stronger tack to take yeah. than, than moral didacticism. I well, agree. Well, being smart has been taboo for so for years so when when my son was uh in little league so he's 13 years old he's on a bus he's reading a book and once one of the other kids goes well you know was giving him shit for reading a book oh yeah and of course i me being the jewish mother i was like well you know not only does he read but he's straight a's which of course <laughs> okay, good basically, you better feel good no no but you know which means he's gonna get the shit kicked out of him as exactly. soon as he walks oh. off the bus so this kid who was picking on him goes big deal i'm straight c's and i without missing a beat i went way to reach for the middle yeah <laughs> and that and that was lane is 31 so that was almost 10 years ago the it, it, besides the meanness and the bull the reason this asshole was elected from the beginning is because we've been dumbing down yes people and for for people to to even have to go and do straight a's and to be smart is considered like ooh, 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 ooh. Well, and also dumbing down morally yeah so, oh, that you know, really yeah, is what absolutely. it is dumbing down morally absolutely. When, people who don't see the value of kindness no people who don't see the value of of creating space for others people who target others and think that the target is never going to be turned on them that's it suffer from a certain cognitive uh, impairment. But there's also this other Hogwarts spell called abortion, mm. where they have convinced people that by talking about something Jesus never talked about mm. and shitting on the things Jesus did talk about, it doesn't matter how awful a person you are, if you care about the unborn, you're a good Christian person. Mm. And there's nothing in the Bible about abortion, nothing in the Bible saying put women in jail, nothing in the Bible say rape victims should be forced to carry a baby. And fuck the Bible anyways. But it's no, 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 book. this is what they use. But this is, <laughs> I, I, I get that argument. Should... I get that argument, but this is the book they use. I'm going right. to use it against uh-huh. them because they can't, because they hide behind it and I'm not going to let them. So right. let's assume every word of the Bible is true. It's still a severe case of fuck all y'all because mm. they don't follow it. Mm. So they, the Republican Party, 40 years, we're going to get rid of abortion, get rid of abortion. Mm-hmm. And for many of those years, I confess, I said they'll never do it as long yep. as politicians have mistresses they won't when they kneecapped Merrick Garland from going to the Supreme Court I was like uh oh holy shit maybe I'm wrong about this Mm -hmm. now they've done it and they're losing elections because the thing about Christians is the majority of them are okay but it's the extreme conservative ones who propped up slavery propped up apartheid propped up homophobia and it was always eventually the majority comes along and tries to make it right now you're seeing the majority of American Christians moderate and liberal are saying wait a second fuck you with this criminalizing abortion and making women be forced to be pregnant by the state Mm -hmm. and now they're coming back and the Republican Party has realized their number one vote getting issue is now the number one drag on them ever winning a national election again oops and we've they're seen it. And in God willing, but you they're know? doubling down. They're, 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 a lot of them in Congress are not giving up their efforts to pass a 15-week nationwide abortion ban, even though they just got their asses kicked in last week's uh, 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 off-year elections, in the midterms last year, and in 2020. They claim the disappointing results show weak excitement among their base, rather than disapproval of their weak position on abortion. So, to me, it's like, ironically, banning abortion is going to lead to a great moral revival in this country, because people are going to show up and say, wait a second, this is not our values and again you can't whether abortion is right or wrong you can't use the bible 
mm-hmm. to claim that the state should force women to be pregnant. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way. So I actually feel like the the Republican Party killing their abortion cash cow is leading to a revolution of young people being engaged in democracy, of higher voter turnout than we ever could have imagined. I, I think they've awakened a sleeping giant, Carol. Oh, I, I, well, you have you know, a uterus. You would know better yes, than me. Yes, and this mm. is this is my this is I I, I was livid when this went down because I have we have a mutual friend that was like the same thing but he's a uh, conservative they'll never they'll never turn it they'll never overturn it and the day they overturned it I blocked him from all social media yeah. wow. like fuck you yeah. because you're part of the problem because you're the you know yeah. the, but what you just said is is so you know 40 years of getting money because we're going to get rid of abortion yeah. and you did and then young people went uh, excuse me. That's like right. we look, we give young. I I give young people shit in my act all the time, but Wisconsin, Ohio, I think Oklahoma, the lines because they had yep. the um the state uh to protect abortion yeah. on the state uh, ballots. Mm-hmm. The lines were they the lines were around Huge. the block, Huge. and that and and it's like you know what? Fuck you, you man. This is this is the one thing you really thought. You really thought that that you were going to do this? Well, guess what? Because young, you know, with, with, with young women, like I remember, I remember Roe v. I remember all of that. These young people have always lived with the fact that if God forbid they get pregnant, they've grown or up in this raped, world, yep. or their father decides to do that, they could go and get rid of it. And you're telling them not, that they can't. That's almost as bad as you're say, telling them that they don't have rights their grandmas right. have. Exactly. Exactly. You're telling they're, 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 that's like saying to them, we are going to get rid of those long false eyelashes. Ah! <laughs> you know what I mean? They're pissed. I mean, they're really pissed. And it's, 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 a, it's such a pleasure to watch this because the anger is. And, and, and the same thing if we're going to talk about all of this stuff. The, uh, the shoot, uh, the kids that, were, the, that are running in for, for political office who yeah. were in Columbine. Yeah, and the, the, the you're you're awakening this thing because they grew up like we've been watching this. They grew up watching their friends be gunned down. They are going to well. The, I think the, the, this is this is really what it is. Is that it's it is the simple act of progress. Mm-hmm. It yes. is the simple act of yeah. advancement and evolution and adaptation. And uh, the, again, it is it is only and this is so I know everyone talks about the sort of the intellectual snobbery of the left. They love it. They love to be like they, they love. You, you got to make it. fun of both sides. No, no, no. I want the liberals make them. The liberals make it easy. It is. It is. Uh, my intellectual snobbery is hilarious. <laughs> no, it is. I'm a, I'm a dope, but I pretend to be smarter no, 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 than no, I am. No, but I'm, I'm not afraid to say that conservatives are fundamentally stupid. I'm, I really am not. I'm, right. I think it they is. Are. It is spiritual. Nice it are. is spiritually stupid. It is morally yeah. stupid, and it is intellectually lazy. Yeah. And so, and and f- like this, this constant trying to roll back to earlier values is because of a failure to adapt. It is a failure to to grow and take in new data and process it and work with yeah, it. I think it's also stupid though. I think it's I think it's much simpler to have this incredible group of people that are pure and good at all times, the unborn. Uh-huh. You can't criticize them. They've never done anything wrong. So it's great to put them on a pedestal and worship them uh-huh. in the simplest of ways while completely disregarding the living children who are here now. It oh, is sure. spiritual narcissism. It is moral laziness. It's not based on anything. And actual scripture and again they had two big cash cows their whole lives they had abortion and immigration right they got rid of abortion and it's 
cutting their party in half. If you got rid of immigration, you got rid of illegal immigration, our economy would collapse. Exploiting third world labor is what this mm. whole economy is propped up mm. by. I don't think they're going to learn their lesson. They no. don't care. Ahab has to get his whale and it doesn't matter how many people get killed. But also about the unborn child. Let me just say, as a woman who had a child that Jeez. was unborn in me, that kid sucked the fucking life out of me yeah. while I was pregnant. I mean, yeah. because what people don't realize is you're making a baby. You, you, it's like build a baby inside exactly. of you. So they take every. I used it's to call a thing them, that could be a baby. It's right, not a right, baby. Right, but but I, I used to call him. I used to say my my I said that uh, this thing inside me is vampire because it was it's li- true. Because a you're sexually like, transmitted parasite, Carol. Yeah, <laughs> we love it. Um, also, I just went to the premiere for the documentary of Liz Winstead's great work. Yes, uh, it's called No One Asked You. Yeah. I'm I'm in it because I did I did tour I with saw them you briefly. In it. And you, when did you go to it? You went. To, I saw a screener of it. I love you. Yeah, I love you. But uh, it is I I when it, whenever things like this come up, I would I do like to do something and point people toward a proper expert. Listen to Liz Winstead yeah, and, and her takes on abortion. Yep. See this documentary. No one asked you. Uh, really, because even even with the Republican sort of like the the legal assault on abortion, it is also a grassroots issue, and there are millions of ways to support exactly women. Exactly right. So like the pandemic, it terminate out their the, pregnancies. Like the pandemic, peace. it brings out the best in a lot of us. I mm-hmm. gotta hit a break. Or Thea's gonna murder me. We'll be right back with Mayron and Carol. This is progress. Yay. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey all, Glenn Kirshner here. Friends, I hope you'll join me on my audio podcast, Justice Matters. We talk about not only the legal issues of the day, but we also talk about the need to reform ethics in our government. Here's one example, the oath of office. You know the one. I do solemnly swear to support and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Let's add 22 words to that oath. Quote, and I will promptly report any instances of crime and or corruption by government officials and employees of which I become aware. Friends, our democracy is worth fighting for. Join us in this fight because justice matters. Look for Justice Matters wherever you ordinarily find your podcasts.
Welcome back to SiriusXM. I'm John Fugelsang. So pleased to be wrapping up the week with our very funny friends, comedians Carol Montgomery and Mehran Kagani. It's so nice to have you both oh, here. Yes, we're having a blast. I, I want to shift gears and talk about um, the loneliness epidemic, or as some people call it, the friendship crisis. In May, our Surgeon General, Vivek Murthy, put out an advisory warning that isolation for humans can be just as bad for your health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day, and that human isolation actually poses a greater risk to longevity than if you were obese or sedentary. Uh, our friend, Dr. Ruth, who's 95 years old, Ruth Wessenheimer, is now has a new gig. Um, she is now talking about uh, pandemic isolation and how it has bled into regular life. She has anointed herself New York's loneliness ambassador. Being alone is increasingly viewed as a major health concern. And um, white heterosexual men, it turns out, have the fewest friends of any one in America, Why? according to another a- analysis by the American Sociological <laughs> Review. Um, we, we hear it a lot that loneliness and social isolation can kill and that friendships coincide with young age, but not older age. I know comedians are a bit weird to talk about because we're around people all the time. We have many, many acquaintances, but that doesn't mean that we then court company. Of course, comedians. Right. I mean, people who are very funny can often be very lonely sometimes because we need to be to mm-hmm. recede from all of this. Mm-hmm. But have you perceived this amongst your friends? And have you have you talked with anyone who, you know, went through bouts of loneliness in the pandemic that have just continued? I mean, I, I'm first of all, Dr. Ruth. Yes. Right. Like <laughs> I love that she's doing this. I mean, it is national treasure yeah. to the highest possible degree. You know, talking about cocksucking in the eighties on national television. That's what she does. That's God that's our And she says, right I will still talk about orgasms, I will still talk about sexual dysfunction, but I have done that. She wants she, to talk about right, right. You know, I mean, she, I'm ninety five. Ninety five. Give me a break. <laughs> and God bless her. And so the, when I was in college there was this cellist kid I knew who was like tall, really handsome, like pre hipster hipster, so he had some style. I know he was well equipped because a mother knows these things <laughs> and uh and he was on a cruise with he was playing the cello on this cruise where dr ruth was like giving lectures and dr ruth tried to fuck him really? and he said no and i never talked to him again i lost in that moment i lost all respect because you should him. go go for it <laughs> if you have a chance to beg to, i would do it now and i think we all know where i land on the whole yeah, yeah, yeah. i think we do but you would still do it you do it so I w- of course i of course. would i'm not made of, i mean of course i would so dr ruth hero legend isolation is uh it, it, people you know we talk about like mind body connection uh I think that there's value in hormonal interaction, in presence, in energy, but then really the way people unravel when they don't have other people's minds and ideas to bounce off of, like which up to and includes MAGA, like it is its own sort of echo chamber. Like they are alone with For many, that is community, and for many, community is dignity. That is something, but it's still, it doesn't have enough variety. Diversity really is like the 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 fuel of wellness you know and yeah, you're right it just is and so an isolation fundamentally means a lack of of exposure to to potential other healthy ways of being and and thinking but we we hear about it so much in the media now that that you know it it 
it must be epidemic because the media keeps telling us about it. I mean, when you're young, it's one thing. You have your social networks. You don't have kids. You drink. You party. As you get older, you have your job. Maybe you have a church. Maybe you have a sport or something. But bowling leagues aren't big anymore. Social networks thin out. And if you had few friends to begin with, you may become totally isolated. And again, isolation is associated with higher risk of heart disease, higher risk of stroke, and higher risk of cancer. What? I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I was just gonna. I mean, when you what, what the the thing that you said was was it white older males? Just white, white heterosexual males. White heterosexual males. Who are they? All the people shooting, mass exactly. shootings. Lonely, disturbed yes. guys yes. with easy access oh, yeah, to military grade hardware. Talk yeah. about it. <laughs> always. Yes. But, always but, white heterosexual. Almost always. Right. White heterosexual. Like men. like when I think about like because like my son I want I don't remember which I don't remember which shooting my son was when he was in middle school uh. but but I remember that this kid had guns in his basement like I know I still he my son's a grown man now and I still know where he like I, I should have a chip in him because. <laughs> I, but you know, like, yeah. how did you not know that your son, your son was, you know, stockpiling weapons to kill people? Like that to me. But that has to do with the isolation. That, yeah. and, and listen, a middle school kid because you have one right now. They don't talk a lot. Like I would, I would drive him to school and I pick him up. Go, how was school? Good. All right. So, That's but I, I always, but I was always aware whether or you know, like, and he had friends and all that. But you have to be aware if a kid is going. Good, and then going into the basement and locking the door. Nothing good is coming from that. Yeah. Then open the fucking door. Don't do this. Well, I want. I don't. I want him to have his space. Fuck his space. Check out what he's doing. It's true. So, well, the, I mean, the, the I mean, there there's a million things at play here. Not the least of which is our connection to our technology and our phones. Like exactly. we are, exactly. we are alone together behind our screens. It is absolute. Like it is not the same thing. It is not a substitute. We go home alone to socialize now. It, we. Yes. It's, it's very good. Just nuts. It's nuts. Well, it, it, the American Sociological Review study found that straight guys are the loneliest demographics, but that queer men are actually equally starved for platonic relationships. In the research, gay men were very similar to straight men in their desires for close male friendships and close male friends with strong emotional intimacy skills. I would dare say that gay men probably have a better shot at forging those friendships than straight men, because gay men at least like, have had to look Fire in the mirror. Fire Island is void of soul. <laughs> you know, it's like the... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, like, how many clones named Steve could you possibly surround yourself but gay with? Men have done have work. Wouldn't you agree regimen? gay men have done more emotional work on themselves than straight men to begin with? We're more survivors and we're traumatized for a lot of us. We're just people who have, like, barely scraped by this world. Like, in the if, if you were a 90s homo, if you were an 80s homo, I mean, like, did you survive the AIDS pandemic? Like, epidemic? Right. It was just, like, people... Um, I don't know. I I don't I don't know like where we're getting good data on gay men. Mm. You know, so much of the world is trauma, by the way, and that that also leads to isolation. Um, but I think something else. It just it made me think for Please. a second about like older people losing their friends as they get older, because I'm also experiencing that. Uh-huh. And I think um, I was raised by crazy people. By by one proper crazy person who now lives in absolute isolation and there's nothing I can do about it. So I, I literally think about isolation every single day and the deleterious impact it is having on uh, on my mother's health. Wow. Right. And there, there there is genuinely nothing I can do. And part of that is also is, I think, how mental illness being a progressive disease, like in yes. general, mental illness as as people get older but she has unchecked not mental care, illness right? she has not yes, sought care that is she correct. has not wanted care that is correct 
And so at this point, it is very much far gone. Yeah. And I think it is hard for people who uh, who do not uh, sort of grapple with mental illness early enough. Mm -hmm. And then who also have friends who likely didn't grapple with their mental illness early it's, enough. Yeah. And now you're at the end of life and it's like, you know, how many crazy people can you really accommodate in one life when you yourself are running with scissors? Ooh. Well, you know, my, <laughs> yeah. my mother-in-law um, is 86, you know, and uh, we, I, we live with her and that's a whole other uh, Yeah, congratulations. Uh, thanks. And, uh, but as she's gotten older, she's, she, she, she doesn't have any friends. She has two friends left. Mm, she, mm. she just, she started to push the, her friends away, whether it was yeah. because uh, I, I think that people were dying and, and, and then people disappointed her because, mm -hmm. you know, when you're 22 and somebody disappoints, you're like, that's it. We're not friends anymore. Yeah. But when you're in your 80s and you're like, that's it. We're not friends anymore. There's not a lot of people you can hang out yeah. with. So when, when you do get older, it literally she has one really good friend and someone else and me, right. my husband and my son. And that's it. And that's what happens. And they just want to be by themselves. In it's, some cases, but the internet was supposed to make us all so much closer. Ah! You know? <laughs> See, and in I many like, cases it has. I mean, lo lots of people right. have hooked up. There's babies alive now because parents met on the internet. You know, it can, it can still happen. But, but I, I like being alone. I do. I like yeah, being, being alone. Uh, everyone likes being alone, but there's being lonely. There's Entertainers have to recharge their batteries. I think that's Ooh. like a little bit different. Yeah, I, yeah, do. I do. I think that's exactly. a little bit different but because that's actually balance. But we're talking about people where this is clearly like the, the whole system is not in balance. Oh, you no, absolutely. I mean? But I, I but like I, when I go to like with the Christmas party because the holidays are coming so you know we have to go to the Christmas parties and like uh -huh. I literally I start I go in I walk in I say hi to everybody and as, because it's like a big circle in the club and I go hi 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 great to see you happy holiday and I get the fuck out yeah absolutely <laughs> as a non-drinker it's good game good game good game good exactly game right. that's it <laughs> Um, let me really quickly play unpopular opinions. Uh, if you guys have any, uh, I have many unpopular opinions that get me thrown out of uh, the, the parties. I, I loved the Indiana Jones movie. I think Barbie was a better script than Oppenheimer. I don't think Trump will ever go to prison. These opinions alienate people around me all the time. Uh -huh. uh, we, we started this game because our former producer didn't like Prince and we just didn't believe her. So, um, yeah, wow. what is what is your unpopular opinion on culture, on politics, on, on human behaviors or relationships that... Uh, that gets you on the outs. Mehran? Uh God. No one you're, everyone's gonna get so mad at me and it's going to it's then gonna it's be good. Then you dismiss win. my my like my way of thinking. I think we can bring the R word back safely and have it not apply to the mentally handicapped. Oh but only to only to uh conservatives. Oh man. As in, it is it should be reserved for people who have the intellectual and cognitive capacity Whoa. to actually do well in the world, but that they willfully <laughs> choose a dumber path. I, I, and, there's other words, you know. I can I will I will buy you this thing know, called a thesaurus. I know, but it's there, there's, <laughs> there's other just... words that, that, that don't cause pain to special ed families. But I don't just here's the thing. I my father literally was a neuropsychiatrist. I grew up surrounded by people at varying like levels I of I grew up of, working special ed, me too. Yes. Yes. And and, and I, for for the record, like I have, the my deepest spiritual respect goes to people. <laughs> oh, now who, you're saying this? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. My deepest spiritual respect genuinely goes to like mentally handicapped people okay. who negotiate this life. Yeah, absolutely. With, with light in their hearts. Yeah. Fuck 
everyone else. Okay. <laughs> Fuck everyone else in the, in the universe. But, no, but, you listen, you're winning, I, so, you're winning the game with this take. So I got to tell I you. I don't. So I, in a, in a million years, I would never apply can, that can, word. Can, can I bring the N word back for people? Huh? I think no, deserve it? No, no, I can't. Can't. no, you can't. Because I, do, I mean, wow. the, I'm not entirely sure the extent wow. to which. What if they're white? Wait, can word, I say the N word for white people? I think deserve no, it. No, it doesn't no, work. Does you it? Can't. I can't. I'm just kidding. I'm bowing down I, to you. You're. <laughs> You're winning this game, man. This is no, incredible. I, I assure. Wow. And for the record, let's not let's not. You're now you're in trouble for e, for equivocating the R word with the N word. I'm not sure that people would necessarily smile on that. I'm sure they wouldn't. But what I'm saying, I mean, no, I, I just hate the word. But I really appreciate you're going for it, man. I, because, I'm saying. Because the, let's talk about the other F word. Uh-huh. The, 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 the fag word. Yeah. Now, that's something that, like, you know, we we had kids in the hall on not too long ago, and I said, you know, you guys were taking that word back from the home. Homophobes yeah. in the nineties, yeah. and faggot, right, like they free. were using it to mock homophobia. <laughs> yeah, and Scott Thompson turns to me and goes, "Well, thank you for the compliment, and I hope you enjoy getting canceled because you said it." <laughs> I mean, like sure. they're terrified to yeah, say but the that's word now. Fun and playful, like for some, huh? For some, is. yes, yes. And but here's the thing: have we not, and in a world, have we not in any way come to detect? You know, no, I know when someone is out of pocket, okay, and when someone is is occupying a space that to you which just they raised the game for Carol so much. Carol, what what is what is your unpopular opinion? Do you have something as good as bringing back? No, the I think Taylor Swift is a feminist icon. Oh, girl, that's pretty popular. <laughs> Just okay. A what feminist I, icon? That's an unpopular opinion. <laughs> what, 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 what feminist? But what, okay, maybe not a feminist. <laughs> what I like what she's done. Yeah. Is I like that she when she she maybe that I'm you know me I'm not good with words um, uh, except excerpts. Um, <laughs> the fact that whenever she came she's she's brought the economy up. Sure. So that you know. That that a, a woman who everyone like and the right hates her, but a, mm. a, a woman, a young woman, she's a young blonde chicky. Whatever she, whether she's vacuous or not, when she goes into a city, the money goes up. She yeah. brings money into. So I don't know if that's a feminist icon or if it's an economic icon. I think she has the potential she's to be a, a feminist icon. icon. I mean, she's a capitalist. And icon. the way she's gone after, you know, her senator in Tennessee really inspires me. I want to yes. see her become more political because. Yeah. When I see her starting to get political and risking a few million here and a few million there, that makes her a more interesting artist. Yeah, she already when has you have that capital. money. Risk it all. I, these people who play safe when they already but have that's their how goddamn I feel about, money. That's how I feel about Paul McCartney and people I love. It's like, okay, you're in your 80s. The world loves you. Now you can take an unpopular stance and, and risk something, you know? Yeah. Like when McCartney did the, the March for Our Lives gun march. I'm like, okay, finally, get fucking political. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, listen, it was close, but I think Mayron's going to win this installment. I think he won. I'm yeah, sorry. I I'm sorry, I was so unpopular. Mayron, how do our listeners follow you and keep up with all your many doings? Uh, you can send me hate mail, based on what <laughs> I just do. said. Uh, to here's my address. No, uh, to um, to I'm I'm the Mayron on Instagram, Threads, and Facebook. And uh, I, I fuck X, right? I mean, can we just officially? We dead name it. We call it like, Twitter. It's the dumbest thing. Yeah, I love dead naming. That's oh, hilarious. X. Because uh, we needed more websites with X in the title. No, but you know? I mean, like, there are not fuck enough of those. Anything Elon Musk touches, like fuck your faggoty electric car, like fuck your <laughs> it's not whole his. Wor- it's I, not his. I, car. I, I'm aware. I'm aware. But like, <laughs> I just I hate the whole thing. Like, we have to withdraw support wholesale 
from like morons who are given too much credibility mm-hmm. by the press and the world at large. If one, the next person who publishes an article about Trump like he is a thing yeah. and not just a deranged fucking maniac, yeah. the next thing that, I mean, that you have to stop, you have to cancel your subscription. I, 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 stop talking about him like he is a person and not like an exercise in in vulgarity. I take a lot of consolation with Elon and Trump that it's not gonna end well for either one of them. Oh, I God, yeah. we, please. But I mean, like, we say that and then, like, they just get away scot-free. Mm, there's different kinds of purgatory, my friend. Oh, no, no, no. I, th- that Donald their Trump's souls gonna are be paying shit. in prison for the rest of his life whether God he goes willing. into jail or God not. God willing. God willing. Uh, Carol, how do we follow you and keep up with all your many shows? <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm, I'm just a little over... I love over. you so much. I love you too. <laughs> um, you can uh, go to funnywomenofacertainage.com to catch the, uh, the the dates for the live tour, um, carolmontgomery.com. Instagram, I'm on. I'm on TikTok now, people. Because a 65-year-old woman should be twerking. Okay. I love you. Um, <laughs> but uh, the big shows... You, are you really 65? Yes, I am, Miss honey. ma'am, you look yes. incredible. I know. See, um, uh, but young semen. I just not want everyone semen. to know. Right. No, old she, come wool. She, 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 right up. Thea cracked up at that one. Okay. The, you, you achieved it. So, um, but uh, we I've have tried to make sh- Thea laugh that hard for four years. And <laughs> just did it. We have a big show coming up uh, December 2nd at Governor's in Levittown. That's going to be a great show. Leanne Lord, Carrie Louise, and Laura Patton. What a lineup. And then in January, we're starting, a, we're kicking off a huge tour. Our, our first quarter is packed, but we're doing um, the Robbins Theater in Warren, Ohio, January mm, nice. 20th. With Marsha Warfield and Vanessa Holland said so. Awesome. You're going to come, come back on and promote that. Oh yes, we are. Brilliant. Marsha will be with us too. But thank you for this. This was Guys, so much fun. Thank you. We're trying to get back into having our weekend reviews with comedians in person, not over Zoom. And it is the first time I've been in the room with both of you yeah, since December of 2020, when the world was you. just yes. horrible and scary. Thank you guys for making me laugh when the plague was on. Thank you for making me laugh now. And we'll be right back. This is progress. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hey, I want to thank Carol Montgomery and Mayron Kagani for being so funny and for talking about mental health. Uh, with the holidays coming up, it's worth keeping a few things in mind. There was a trio of new studies that showed that overdose, deaths, and depression, and barriers to care 
are widening the health disparities as we come out of this pandemic. In 2021, people without any college experience had overdose death rates nine times higher than people with bachelor's degrees. That was in the JAMA Health Forum. Uh, In 2021, one in five adolescents had major depressive disorders, but less than half who needed treatment got any. That was in JAMA Pediatrics. And adults with depression are at a higher risk of dying from cardiovascular disease, heart disease, and other causes, according to the JAMA Network Open. Now, the RAND Corporation reminds us nearly one in five veterans experience mental health challenges. The share of Americans who say they feel lonely is still very high. Many do have friends they can lean on. A small minority of Americans, 8%, say they have no close friends. 53% of Americans say they have between one and four confidants. 38% say they have five or more closer friends. 61% of Americans, according to Pew, say that having close friends is extremely or very important to living a fulfilling life. 23% say that being married is just as important. And 24% say that having money is as important as friends. But it's true that our network of friends gets, in some cases, bigger with age. 49% of people 65 and older said they had five or more close friends. Only 32% of people younger than 30 said that. And 70% of adults 65 or older say their close friends share their race or ethnicity, but only 53% of 18 to 29 year olds say the same. So as we become more diverse, our friendships are getting more diverse as well. Mental health has often been described as a silent pandemic, but mental health care is Healthcare, And please remember, this administration launched 988, the nationwide crisis hotline that can connect you with a trained crisis counselor 24-7. If you are in trouble, if you need to talk to someone, 988 is the first place you can go because every American deserves to get the help they need when they need it. I'm John saying Thank you so much for joining us on Progress. Thanks, as always, to the great Chris Hauselt and Thea Harper. We will see you next time here on Channel 127. Peace. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.